if you love video, like do a video series, you know, yes. do a Facebook live series, do an Instagram live series. If you already are podcasting, do a private podcast series as your launch. Like you can do it in a way that just feels really intentional and really fun for you. Cause that's going to be the thing that makes you not hate launching. You are listening to the productivity podcast. This is not just another productivity podcast that puts more pressure on you to wake up at 5 a.m., work eight hours a day, or check off a hundred tasks to be productive, successful, and happy. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, and we're here to create your life by design and explore the true end goal of productivity, to live a meaningful, impactful, fulfilled life and business without sacrificing your family. We are here to give you the bite-sized productivity hacks and digital organizing tips to create routines in your life and business that free up your time for family, more self-care, creativity, and passion projects, bougie meals, travel, or whatever makes you happy. We're here to help you work smarter, not harder, and live the life you love without the burnout. Let's dive in. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Productivity Podcast. I am so excited today. We are going to be sharing some top launch strategies and helping us is Tasha Booth with the Launch Guild. Tasha, thank you so much for popping in and hanging out with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, So obviously, as always, you can go to the show notes and read about our guests. Um, But Tasha, why don't you just dive in and kind of give us the groundwork and tell us about yourself and your journey. Yeah. So I'm the CEO and founder of the Launch Guild. We do full service launch support for uh, established coaches and course creators. I have a team of almost 30 at this point, which is crazy, but awesome. I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico with my husband, Scott. He's Air Force. And then in addition to my agency, I also um, have a certification program for launch managers. And I have a program for agency owners who are building and growing agency model businesses. So I keep pretty busy. I was going to say, it sounds like you have your hands in all the things. <laughs> I love bit, it. Team know. of 30. <laughs> Holy moly. That's a, I know. that's a thing. That's awesome. I love it. So, well, I am super excited to kind of dive into launching and talk about some strategies because I'm sure you have tons of amazing knowledge, but um, I think there's kind of a negative connotation around the word. I think some people are really scared of it. They're like, oh, I don't know what to do with launching. So kind of just in your own words, can you give us the lay down of what a launch entails? Yeah. So I think of a launch as just amplifying what you're already doing and kind of bringing uh, for a short period of time, bringing some extra attention to a program or a service or a course or whatever you're actually launching. I think that the word, the reason that the word launch gets a negative connotation is because people have been put into these boxes often by just looking at the outside of what like the big launch gurus are doing and think that they have to launch a specific way. And I'm really all about stress-free launches and do doing launches in a way that feels authentic and really good for both my own launches as well as the clients that we help support in their launches. Yeah, we are definitely for stress-free. <laughs> like less is more, simplifying, stress-free. I would love, yeah. love, love that. Yeah. I think I've seen the same thing. There's everybody that does these big launches, like they typically are doing them the same way. So then I think we just have this pressure where we're like, but if we don't do it like this, it won't be a big launch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so just kind of letting that go. I love that. So I don't know. How long have you been in business? 
Um, a little under five years. So we're going okay. on our fifth year this year, I think. That's awesome. So when you look back at like your first launch, I don't know if you remember that far back because it all blurs together at some point. <laughs> How different does that kind of look from then to now? And what things are kind of the same, if any? Oh, I think it's definitely for the most part, a night and day difference. Yeah. My first launch was definitely what I would call like a beta launch, right? So my sales page was a Google doc that I like yeah. used my branding <laughs> colors for and stuff. And I just put it out there. And I think I got like four people in that first cohort. It was like a group coaching program, like a four week yeah. group coaching program. And I think I made like 15 to like 1500 to $2,000 or something. And I was ecstatic. Like I right. was so happy. <laughs> oh yeah. You, do, you I put know. that Google doc out and you make $2,000. You're like, I'm going to put Google docs out all the I time. <laughs> Every day. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it was very much grassroots. Um, I think that the similarity between how we launch now and how we used to launch back then is still the fact that like, I love really talking to and connecting with the people that are applying for my programs and everything. Yeah. So I still send out like Bonjoro videos. I do DMs, you know, like I want to have conversations with them, not just to make sure that they're great fits, but to let them know, like, I see them as a person and I want to make sure that they have all the questions answered that they need to make to make the best decision for them. So that, um, that connection piece is still really important to me in terms of how we launch. Yeah. I think that's something, I think it's coming back, but I think that's something that kind of got lost for a little while because everyone's like Mm -hmm. automations and funnels and sales pages and buttons and like all the things thinking that it would just magically happen, but you're still talking to people. (laughs) Yeah. They want to be seen and they want to know that like you see them as a person and not as a dollar sign. Right. And so, um, even as my business has grown, like I used to be able to every single person that registered for like a webinar or something, I would personally reach out to and like have a conversation with that can't happen anymore. My audience, like it's just grown too much from that. But at the same time, like I want to, I still want to be authentic to like that being important to me and treating every person as a person. Yeah, for sure. I remember one client of mine, she's a student in Hustle to Flow and um, she had DM'd me like this whole thing, just explaining where she was at. And I reached back out to her and I was asking questions and she's like, I have to ask, like, is this you or is this like a team member? And I was like, no, it's totally me. And she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that you were like going to DM me and like reach out and connect. And she would, she was a podcast listener. And it's just that connection piece that I think a lot of people are missing in the launch. So it's super awesome. Yeah, I know. It's, it's always so, so funny to me. Cause like people will like inbox me, you know, yeah. <laughs> on, on social or something, or they'll like email, they'll reply to like an email that I sent out or something like that. And they'll be like, I know it's not really you, but <laughs> like, Hey, like it's really me. <laughs> like, no, it actually is. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. The connection piece is so, so huge. And, um, I, I just, it, it's so funny too. I actually, that same person, she's like, I've been stalking you on the podcast forever. And I'm like, I, I get weird about that. Cause I'm like, I'm not famous. It is what it is. Right. But yeah, totally. <laughs> um, cool. So how often do you typically launch and is there kind of an industry standard? I know that launches are like this hardcore intense thing typically with like tons of stuff involved in them, but how often do you guys typically launch? Yes. Yeah, so I don't want to freak people out because we definitely yeah. <laughs> launch more than the average person. And you don't like most need to launch this often. Um, but we have about six launches a year. Um, so it's, it's a a lot. lot. We're either, (laughs) yeah, we're either in like pre-launch we're in launch or we're like getting off, you know, we're doing like our debrief and then we like rinse and repeat. 
part of the reason is because, you know, being an agency, we have our, we have all the processes dialed in at this yeah. point and everything. And so it really is rinse and repeat. And for most of our programs, we're at the point of we're running the same types of sales events and like running the same types of launches over and over again, and just refining the system each time and everything. Yeah. So it's easier for us. Um, and, you know, I have, I have five full-time people that are just helping me with like just that part exactly, of things. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like you, you really want to like make sure that you have, you know, the team or the people in order to do what you want to do in your launches. For most people, I would say that like launching two to three times a year is probably going to be their best bet because if not, if you, and if, especially if it's the same program or course, you're going to fatigue your audience and you're going to like overwhelm yourself in it too. And I just love launches also. Like I would launch like every single week probably yeah. if I could, but my, <laughs> my team would all quit and then I'd be alone. <laughs> we, we definitely don't want that. No. I know. Um, so exactly. Yeah, just know that six launches is not normal. <laughs> That's a lot. But I think like, I guess what are some of the lessons you've learned? Cause I think what I see a lot, especially in the beginner space, which is really a lot of our audience is that they try to do a different launch each time. Are you of the mindset of pretty much sticking to the same, same program, same kind of process? Like what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I think it's a matter of playing within the sandbox, but staying in the sandbox. Yeah. <laughs> so what I mean by that is like, we don't want to try one, you know, one program and not make a hundred thousand or a million dollars and say, oh, that was a failure that didn't work. And so I'm going to create a new program. Yeah. That the thing that happens with that is you never have the data to then build on because you're always starting from ground, yes. you know, from zero, level zero. And so we really want to um, be really linear and really easy in our first launches and then start changing and tweaking one or two variables at a time, just like you would for like science or anything. Yes. Like what is actually <laughs> working and what's not working, right? It's It's very much the same concept. So I think that the clients that we've seen that have had the most success are those who are okay with their first launches being smaller launches. Cause that's what, that's what the majority is going to have. You know, the majority of people are going to have smaller launches. Then they understand the data, they get the data, they get the feedback from the people inside of their programs and everything. And then they're able to rinse and repeat and scale those launches from there. You crave a community of like-minded individuals who just get you. You were looking for the shortcuts and systems to help you work smarter, not harder in your business. You were looking for help with tech and tools. You were looking for the accountability and someone to keep pushing you to move the needle forward. You need to bounce ideas off of others and stop feeling so alone running your business. The Productivity Pod community is here for you. We are all about community, connection, and creating a business that supports your goals and dreams without the burnout and sacrifice. We host a free monthly office hours where you can bring your burning business questions, a coffee and connections call to get to know each other, and a members mingle happy hour for some fun and your favorite beverage. You can post your free offers and events in the group and create co-working pods to get stuff done together. We have a separate app to eliminate social media distractions. Come to the pod with intention. Join free at the productivitypodcommunity.co. Yeah, for sure. I feel like the um, shiny object syndrome hits really hard, especially when your launch maybe didn't go as planned or you didn't get the number of people enrolled that you want. 
Um, but just know like the more you do it and rinse and repeat, like you were just talking about the better it gets each time and you're going to grow each time. I think we're on launch number five of hustle to flow and it's the same program, but we've kind of tweaked the launch each time, done some things a little bit differently, but each time we've gotten more and more people. So I think the the keyword here is like consistency (laughs) and not changing your mind every five seconds. And I know like if I tried to like the, the pro one of my, or my biggest program agency thrive mine, like if I just threw that away the first time, like it would not <laughs> right. be as dialed in as this now It'd be a hot mess express all the time. Yeah. So speaking to that kind of what, cause you've had launches flop, I'm sure at the beginning or just, I guess not flop, but like not hit the goals and things that you want, right? Like what do you kind of, what strategies do you have to give people around when a launch maybe doesn't go as planned and you want to, you feel like you want to change and go completely different direction? Like how could you kind of give them some tips around dialing in and sticking with the same thing and, and just changing a little bit? Yeah. So I think a lot of times when we have clients whose launches flop or when my launches have quote unquote flopped. Yeah. It's because we're not managing expectations probably as well as we should have. And what I mean by that is we like to look at, yes, like the, the revenue is an important number, but what are the other things that the data is telling us? So, you know, did you get improved engagement? Did you get more people on your list? Like, how did you feel about your launch overall? I think all of those pieces are just as important too. And so even if in terms of revenue, we have a launch that flopped, there are still so much information that we can glean from that in terms of what resonated with your audience the most. And we keep that for next time and what didn't. And those are the things that we're going to tweak and try. And so learning what's not resonating with your audience is just as important as learning what's resonating with your audience. And then also learning what you, what and how you did enjoy showing up versus what and how you didn't necessarily enjoy it in the process. Yeah, I love that. And I think there's a lot of people just in business in general, not even just launching, right? That are kind of scared of the numbers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's a lot of mindset stuff that goes into that. And obviously there's systems that you have to build. Um, Do you have any kind of suggestions on kind of, you kind of touched on some of them, but those really important metrics to track and how to kind of keep up with that? Because I know that's a really overwhelming part for a lot of people, especially if they're not like the numbers people and the data. Yeah. And I will say I am not a data person. I'm not a huge numbers person. This took time and attention for me. And I started off by like, what are my top four numbers, you know, top four or five numbers. And now we have like this whole spreadsheet of like information, (laughs) but if it was just me still, I would still have those top four or five. So definitely revenue is going to be one of them. I like to see like, what is the conversion rates on our pages? So especially like your opt-in page for your, like, let's say you're going to do a webinar or something something. We like to see um, at least 40% on that opt-in. So if it's something that is a, a non-paid thing that they're opting into, we want to see at least 40%. Yep. What's your show up rate for your actual sales event? So like if you're doing a webinar, we like to see at least 30% show up rate depending on like your audience and everything and what industry you're in. Yep. Um, and then also like open rates for emails. So um, if you want to add a fifth one, I would do something around social media engagement. So wherever you're, yeah. you normally hang out, maybe look at those numbers and see like, did your engagement majorly drop on certain days when you were launching? Did it majorly increase on certain days or stories or reels that you did during your launch? Yeah, I love that. Um, those are probably the the top four I was looking at earlier mm-hmm. on too. Uh, I think everyone, the revenue one is the one that everyone goes to, but that's not the, it doesn't paint the whole picture. So I love that you gave them some additional things to check out. Um, that kind of dives into my next question then. So 
What kind of tips do you have on pre-launching and kind of getting that interest beforehand before you actually dive into launch mode? And I'm sure you're going to say that everything is really pre-launch mode, right? Because you said just to amplify what you're already doing. But do you have any kind of pre-launch tips that you would give people? Yes. So pre-launch should happen early, way earlier than you think you need it. Yes. <laughs> um, I can, yeah, I can look at some, like what people are doing in pre-launch and usually tell a story about how their launch went, right. Or how their launch yeah. didn't go. And I think that that's one of the things that a lot of times people come to us and they want to launch in two weeks and yeah. they ask like, well, what have you been doing ahead of time? And they're like, nothing. Right. And yes. I don't know who they're planning on like selling their program or content. Right. To, right. There's not going to be a lot of people there for it. So we really want to start priming our audience like way ahead of time. I Usually we start like revving things up and doing more like specific podcast episodes for things and everything at least four weeks out, if not yeah. eight weeks out. So the smaller your audience, the earlier you actually want to start priming them and making sure that like your list and your audience is really ready for what you're about to, you know, introduce to them basically. Yeah, absolutely. I I think I see that a lot too. I have a lot of my clients and students that are like, well, I want to do this webinar and I want to do it next week. And I'm like, you need, no, like you need all of this time to even get people in because it all starts, it's all the numbers, right? Like however many people you get in, like you said, the percentage that's actually going to show up live and then it goes even smaller for the people that are going to buy. Um, so I think a lot of people don't look at that kind of like reverse engineering and that's really what the pre-launch piece is for, I would say. Yeah. So if you could give us like the top five things for a successful launch and a simplified one, because again, these are a lot of people that are a little bit newer. Um, what would you say like your top five tips are for a successful launch? Oh, okay. I'm not even going to need five. I'm going to need like three. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, you know what? Simplify yeah. even smaller. <laughs> top three tips. Let's Simplify. do it. <laughs> yeah. Top three tips is start planning and prepping for your launch earlier than you feel like you need to. And I think it's a, a matter of looking at the granular, like starting from macro and like working it down to micro. So for yeah. example, um, you know, people will be like, okay, I need a sales page. Yes, you need a sales page. Yeah. <laughs> and that sales page needs copy and graphics and testimonials and frequently asked questions in terms and condition, you know, like there's, yeah. <laughs> there's a, more bullet points. Of like I know. I feel page. like people are like, I need a sales page. I'm going to just do that tomorrow. And I'm like, I know. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So really think in terms of all of the pieces that it's going to take and be really clear with yourself on like the time and attention that you have or don't have in order to be able to execute that well, which leads me to number two is that I, even if you're a newer launcher, I think that every person who's launching needs at least a launch VA on their team to support them in some way. Because yeah. what often happens if we're trying to do all of it ourselves, by the time we actually get to launch week, you're exhausted and you yep. don't want to show up for anyone and you just want to curl into a ball and die. Yep. <laughs> right? so, or under the desk with wine, you know, whatever. Under the desk with one or the other, right? <laughs> so we don't want either to happen. We want you to sh be able to show up fully for your audience. And what that means is that you're probably going to need to take some of those things that aren't within your zone of genius or zone of excellence off of your plate. Yeah. So even if that means like just having somebody, you know, uh, schedule your emails for you and set up your cart, test it and everything yeah. and make sure that it runs smoothly and stuff. Those little things feel like little things in the moment until like you have 20 of them to do and right. for your first <laughs> webinar. <laughs> and you're like, like, I have oh. all these things. Yes. Yeah. And you realize like, I have no idea how to do any of this. Like, you know, like often yep. the, the clients that we work with and probably the clients that you work with too, they went into business for other reasons besides knowing how to set up hundred percent launches. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then number three is probably definitely the audience piece. 
space. So don't be that person who only shows up for their audience when you're about to launch something. Make sure that you're showing up (laughs) for your your audience in between your launches and they will resonate with that so much better than if you're like a hit it and quit it kind of person. No, we have all seen that, right? (laughs) We see the person come on and we're like, oh, what are they launching now? Yeah, they're selling something. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah. And like you said at the beginning, just to kind of full circle, right? It's launching is just amplifying what you're already doing. So whatever's working, it's going to amplify that, but also whatever's not working, it will probably amplify that too. So (laughs) I love it. Well, as we wrap up here, um, do you have maybe like a favorite productivity hack, um, that you want to share? I know like managing a team of 30 and launching six times a year, like you got to get stuff done, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I have, can I share two? Really yeah. Quickly? Oh yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, I am very vocal about the fact that I have adult ADHD. And so one of my favorite things is body doubling. Um, I don't know if you've like talked about it or heard of it, but basically it's like when you have somebody else in the room with you just to kind of like, not even like egg you on to like do the thing, but just to be there holding space for you as you're yep. doing the thing. <laughs> Yeah. So I like to do a lot of like co-working as my body doubling, uh, being on a Zoom call with other people who are like working or when it allows, I'm you know able to go to like Starbucks and stuff like that and yeah. just know that like, oh, when I'm here, this means that I'm, I'm supposed to be working. Um, other thing is just being really clear on what tasks I'm doing when. So I have a lot of people who are voxering me all day, every day. I have Voxer accounts, actually one for my coaching clients and one for my team. Yeah. And so I intentionally log into the coaching one. I answer all the questions for the day and then I log out. Um, yes. And that's super helpful to just like give the boundaries of like, I'm not available all day, every day. Like I have basically office hours for those Voxers. Um, and it helps me be intentional about my time instead of like, oh, let me go in and check, you know, this Voxer and like answer it during the day. And it kind of, yeah, helps streamline everything. Oh, yes. Boundaries are so important. Same thing oh, with like email and notifications. Oh, my goodness. And can you yeah. imagine like being in launch mode and not having that all under control? <laughs> Oh my gosh, no, no. Um, And I love the body doubling too. We haven't specifically covered that on here, but we do a lot of that with our students in Hustle to Flow. We have our action and accountability co-working sessions and it really is just like, co-working because we're watching you and you'll get stuff done. So yeah, totally. I love it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, this has been great. Um, is there anything else you feel like would be helpful that you want to cover or share with our audience before we wrap up? There are tons of ways to launch and there's no like one right way. So if you love video, like do a video series, you know, do a Facebook live series, do an Instagram live series. If you already are podcasting, do a private podcast series as your launch. Like you can do it in a way that just feels really intentional and really fun for you because that's going to be the thing that makes you not hate launching. Yes, I love that. I think if you try and cram it in the box and do it like everyone else does it. One, it's not going to stand out. And two, Mm -hmm. you're going to be exhausted and hate it. And I think that's where that negative connotation around launching comes from is because everyone's trying to do it exactly the same way. So that is super helpful. Um, Awesome. Where can people find you? Do you have any resources to share? Where can they hang out? Yeah, absolutely. So I have two email or not email, what are they called? <laughs> to uh, websites. That's what they're called. Awesome. Website. There we go. <laughs> uh, the launchguild.com is one that's for our agency. And then tashabooth.com is for all of my courses and programs and everything. Awesome. 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 Well, Tasha, thank you so much for coming on. 
It's been fun. I yes, love I love it. <laughs> um, everybody go check out Tasha. Share this episode with anyone who is a course creator, membership, anybody that's going to be launching something um, in the online marketing space. And be sure to come hang out with us in the Productivity Pod community for more productivity and business tips. And we will see you guys next time.